With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3164. Today we're going to talk about the themes that are being set up for our three main characters in season three of The Mandalorian. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So for Season 3 of The Mandalorian, we are currently being set up with three major characters. We have our titular character, Din Djarin, The Mandalorian. And then our major supporting characters are appearing to be Grief Karga and Bo-Katan Kryze, the way things are being laid out so far. And there are a couple of themes that are being laid out for us with these three characters who are each at different moments in their journeys with these themes, but there's also one overarching theme that applies to them all, and I will get to that one by the end of the show, but for now, let's talk about the sort of surface level ones that have been set up for our characters, which are themes of atonement and redemption. Now, these terms can be used interchangeably, but they're not really the same thing, and you could also get a little messy with it and go into religious definitions, but for our purposes, let's keep things simple and say that atonement is basically the act or acts that you take to correct something that you've done wrong, and redemption would be the recognition of the act of atonement and the forgiveness or at least some peace or grace that could be given as a result of the acts of atonement. For the Mandalorian, this is really clear. He has committed his sin in the eyes of the Children of the Watch. He has removed his helmet and worse still, did it voluntarily in the words of the armor. And he wants to atone. There's only one way he can atone, according to the armorer, which is to bathe in the living waters underneath the mines of Mandalore. But according to the armorer, it's not even possible because the world has been poisoned. And so redemption as a result is impossible. There's no way that the Mandalorian can complete an act of atonement that would redeem him. But that artifact that he shows the armor is indicative of the possibility, the hope that atonement is possible and thus redemption is possible. And so she says, this is the way, if you can bring me proof of it, then you can be redeemed. Then you have Grief Karga, and we didn't necessarily know that he had sins in the past for which he had to atone, but it seems like that is the case after all. We only knew him as a guy running a bounty hunting guild or a chapter of a bounty hunting guild, and eventually he built himself up to be a high magistrate and was an incredible economic developer for Navarro, making it an independent trade hub in the Outer Rim. From the looks of that one city, it certainly seems that Navarro is thriving under Grief Karga's care. However, he turns out he has a nefarious past. He was running with pirates and used pirate proceeds to build a bar, which is now a school. So clearly, <laughs> he's trying to atone for past behavior. 
And the fact that he is the high magistrate suggests that the people of the city in Navarro have forgiven him on some level because they like what he's doing. He's still the high magistrate there. But it seems that he hasn't entirely reckoned with the sins of the past because Vane comes calling and you're going to have Gorian Shard getting involved in what happens in Navarro. We have not seen the last of him or his pirate band for sure. So now it seems like with the information we have from this first episode, the scenes we've seen in the teasers and trailers where the Mandalorians are showing up on Navarro and fighting, they might be fighting off Gorian Shard's pirates. Then we have Bo-Katan Kryze, and when we see her in the apostate, she is wallowing in failure. And it's been something that has plagued her for her whole life at this point. I mean, she lost the ability to have the Darksaber and her people left her. Prior to that, when she had the Darksaber, she lost it to Moff Gideon and Mandalore, which had been under her protection and care. She was leading the people of Mandalore. It was destroyed in the Great Purge. So so she probably sees herself as responsible for that, but also maintains some bitterness toward Din Djarin and the Children of the Watch for not being there to help when things were going south. So she sees herself as responsible for the Mandalorian genocide and for the inability to retake Mandalore and restore what had been destroyed. And whereas Grief Karga has already achieved a level of atonement and redemption and the Mandalorian is about to actively start his journey for atonement and redemption, Bo-Katan is not on the path yet, but it seems clear that by the end of the season, she will have definitely taken steps down that path. It's just a matter of how and what that looks like for her. So atonement and redemption are the themes for Grief Karga and Bo-Katan Kryze and the Mandalorian, but the bigger theme for all of them, I think, is a question of identity. Who are these characters and who do they want to be? With Grief Karga, it's clear that he has been working to remake his identity over the course of The Mandalorian so far, but there are still things outstanding that he's going to have to deal with. It reminds me of something that we've talked about on the podcast most recently in talking about the High Republic, the idea of civilization being built on the you know, foundation of a great crime of some kind, and there are crimes that Grief Karga seems to have committed that built the foundations of Navarro. Now he's going to have to address those corrupt foundations and resolve the question of his identity, who he was then and who he is now. As far as Bo-Katan goes, Katie Sackhoff has already tipped us to the question of identity being an issue for the character of Bo-Katan in this season. In that interview in Empire Magazine, she talked about how we know what Bo-Katan's family is, where she comes from, and it's a question of what family is she going to choose in season three. Her existing allies have abandoned her, and it looks like she's going to go visit the Children of the Watch's covert at some point in the season. So, yeah, there are a lot of very interesting avenues that could be traveled in Bo-Katan's search for identity in this season. And as far as Din Djarin goes, well, he's already tipped us off in a way f to the identity issue as well because of the teasers and trailers, the you know, monologue that he gives where he says, you know, who are we? What do we stand for? And when you think about his journey, you know, he broke the Bounty Hunters Code, but he got right with it. And the covert disappeared as a result of them trying to help. 
He was trying to get back to the Covert in Season 2, but for what purpose? To just be a part of the Covert again and you know still continue his bounty hunting stuff? So there's that, and then now in Season 3, he's trying to get back with the Covert again, and he has to go through this, you know, living Waters of Mandalore trial, but... To what end? To just be a part of the covert again? And to just continue bounty hunting and hanging out with this little baby? That can't just be it. The stakes have to be higher for him, and it seems like they are based on the stuff we've heard in teasers and trailers. So, yeah, identity, I think, is the big overarching theme. How our main characters have redefined themselves over the course of time, and how they are redefining themselves in this season of The Mandalorian. So that's what I've got for you on this deep dive after The Apostate, which is Chapter 17, a.k.a. Season 3, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.